Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hi guys, welcome to Q&A, where are we? 2.5. I always struggle to remember the numbers, but we're on to 2.5, second Q&A of the fifth round um, of the Shape Up program. So there's a few things I want to touch on this week. There weren't really any like specific questions, but things that people have said that I want to touch on, really positive things. And I also want to tell you about the new resource that I've put on the member site, which I will start with that. Um, so on Sunday, I said to you all about last Sunday I said to you all about setting your intentions for the week and this is really important because if you set your intentions you're much more likely to then make intentional choices and part of like getting rid of yo-yo dieting out of your life and changing your health and fitness for good is about making intentional choices rather than riding on the horse of your usual habits that have got you to a place where you feel like you need to go on a diet or where you feel like you need to do something to improve your health and it's a really difficult thing to break like it's not easy um it takes time and it takes patience and it's never going to look linear like everything we do it will never look linear there will be you know good weeks and weeks that that aren't so great but part of it in, in like make being able to make intentional choices throughout the week is setting your intentions at the beginning of the week um and your intentions don't need to be complicated they can be simple and your intentions are not to kind of your intention isn't to I want to lose x amount of stone like that's the bigger goal or it might your your bigger goal might be I want to get really strong in the gym or it might be I want to find food freedom so that's like the bigger goal right and then the intentions are the smaller steps that are going to get you there so I've made an intention setting resource for you and I've put it on the member site I've actually replaced it um I took the weekly planner off because I think probably no one used that really and um like no one really uses pen and paper much with with planning I don't think anymore a lot of people use their phones and those that do use pen and paper I mean I love a bit of pen and paper I have a diary that I use um so probably the weekly planner was a bit kind of null and void is that the right thing to say I don't think really anybody used it so I've taken that off let me know if you want it back and I can put it back on but um and I've replaced it with this intention setting resource. So it basically breaks it down for you what you need to do. So number one is write down your intentions, choose your intentions for the week and write them down somewhere. Writing them down will help hold you accountable. You can refer back to them at any time and remind yourself. And it's an opportunity to really consider what you want from your week and like how you're going to make your week look in order to make that week another step towards your bigger goal. Um, number two is be clear. So if you know what you want, it's easier to focus your energy into that thing. And your intentions are there to remind you why you want to achieve the thing and the results that you 
desire so get really clear about what your intentions are going to be like your bigger goal might be you know I want to find food freedom so your intentions for the week are going to be eating as much nutritious food as possible focusing on volume foods but sprinkling in through the week things that usually if you were on a quote-unquote diet you would cut out completely so having a couple of biscuits here and there having a chocolate bar here and there and if you're tracking food making sure that you're tracking it within your calories and uh keeping accountable with what you're eating if that makes sense so be clear three is be positive keep them positive so instead of saying I'm not going to do this or I won't do this make them all I will things I will go out for a walk today I will eat 30 different plants this week I will take time for me to exercise and because when things are spun in a positive way you're much more likely to achieve them like we can shy away from the things that are negative um so keeping them spun in a positive way is really important Number four is, and I've already said this, but keep it simple. I said this at the beginning. Um, keep your intentions brief and simple. Your intentions are the things that will lead you to your bigger goal. Keeping them simple makes the steps to your bigger goal much easier. And also they need to be realistic and actionable. There's no point in setting intentions for the week that are like not realistic for you at all. There's no point in saying my intention this week is to you know, go to the gym seven times if that's not realistic for you. Your intention for the week might be, I'm going to go to the gym twice this week. You might be somebody that is trying to, you know, work exercise into your routine and you don't have to go from zero to 100 miles an hour. So instead of starting off with, I'm just going to go to the gym even four four or five times. I'm going to go to the gym twice. And then the week after your intention might be, right, I'm going to go to the gym three times and you build it up like that. So keep them simple, keep them realistic, keep them actionable. That is key because if they're not actionable, you won't do them. Um, five, pause. So take brief and mindful pauses throughout the day or the week to ensure that your choices align with your intentions. Intentional choices get you so much further than decisions made without intent. I actually made a reel on this a while ago and I reshared it on my Instagram this week. Um, so if you haven't watched it, you can you can go and watch it if you're interested to look at it. But it's just, yeah, it's just talking about making your choices intentional. Because all of your all of the choices that you make, right, lead to bigger things. Your life is a product, give or take, of all of the choices that you've ever made. Yes, things happen in life that we don't have control over, that aren't necessarily our own choice, but we always have a choice about how we respond to something, how we move forwards from something that's happened to us. Um, and so really our lives are a product of all of our choices. So making your choices intentional and making them align with your bigger goal is going to get you to where you want to be. And then number six is don't stress. Don't stress if you don't hit all of your intentions. It's not productive. Instead, reflect on why it didn't happen, what needs to change for it to happen next time, and remember, this is about progress and not perfection. So wasting time stressing about what you haven't done is 
an absolute waste of energy. It's just, it, you don't need to do it. If you haven't done something, don't sweat it. Don't spend time feeling guilty, beating yourself up about it, stressing about it. What's done is done or what isn't done isn't done. And that's in the past and you can't do anything to change that. The only thing you have control over is the now and what you do in the future. So reflecting is really important. Like, why didn't it happen? Was it unrealistic and therefore unactionable? In which case you need to look at the intentions you're setting and maybe change them slightly. Was it that you didn't organize your week well enough? Um, was it that you didn't put yourself first when you should have been putting yourself first? And this is something that we, particularly as women, I think find really, really difficult because we are caregivers, we are caretakers, we are organizers. And even when you have the best bloody partner in the world and they do as much as they possibly can, I think for women, we take on a lot more mental load. Um, than our partners in general. And because of that, we tend to put ourselves at the bottom of the pile. So yeah, just thinking about like why you didn't get there, was there any of those reasons? When you know the reason, you can then work out how you're gonna change that and move forward from it. So that's the, that is the intention setting um, resource go and have a little look at it have a read through it so like maybe pull it up on a Sunday evening when you sit down to write your intentions for the next week and hopefully it will help you kind of keep things like considered keep it simple keep it actionable etc cetera, etc cetera. um you're you don't have to write fucking loads and loads of intentions for the week it might be one or two things okay so don't let it overwhelm you don't feel like oh, it's another thing that I've got to do. It's there to help you. Don't make it more complicated for yourself than it needs to be. So the things that I was going to touch on, I have just screenshotted them from the group so that I can remember, bear with me. So, oh, hang on, sorry, let me just... I did it in the wrong order, so I need to go from the bottom up. There we go. So Carly said earlier in the week, my problem is I'm in and out driving the kids around to all their clubs. Um, I'm going to a housewarming in the evening just at a friend's, but I can't drink. So that's not a problem. It's more a case of snacking on junk. So this was about what she was doing last weekend. I think we talked about the 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 housewarming um and a couple of people gave some good ideas for snacking in the car what i wanted to say about this is a lot of the time people will message me and say or oh, can you give me some snack ideas and i absolutely can however again we really overcomplicate it in our heads and i know it's not always the most appetizing thing to choose but like fruit is a really underrated snack that's going to keep you full for a long time so bananas apples oranges whatever's easy to snack on in the car a punnet of strawberries like you're going to get a lot of volume for the calories available um 
and a lot of like obviously fruit is carbohydrate so it's energy and I think people really overlook that sometimes I think because there's this emphasis on you know you need to be eating enough protein and blah 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 people think like oh I need protein snacks I need protein snacks you don't like if what you can get your hands on is fruit then that's amazing equally like chopping up veg and taking some like crudite in the car, like carrot sticks, peppers, that sort of thing. Again, that's going to be a really good option. Really like obviously full of fiber, full of nutrition. Um, and then there are other things that you can have. When I was doing community midwifery and I knew that like I would be driving around all day and I would possibly get hungry, I would take things that were easy to eat in the car. So while I do talk about trying to minimize like ultra processed food intake, ultra processed food is there for a reason and it, it is convenient sometimes and it can be beneficial if we've got very busy lives. So like a baby bell, it's I know it's not very big, it's not a huge snack. Some like cooked chicken or something out of a packet, like, and it sounds really boring, but these are things that will fill you up and will help keep you going and I think sometimes when we think about snacks we think about like sweet things chocolate bars crisps that sort of thing popcorn actually is a really great snack just off the top of my head um I love salted popcorn it's like one of my favorite things ever and there's a company called proper corn and they do bags of salted popcorn 20 gram bags which is 88 calories and it's quite a lot of popcorn and it's quite filling so that's another that's another great snack but yeah what what I wanted to say about that was like, don't overthink it. Keep it simple. Fruit, veg, great snacks to have. I know in the moment they probably don't feel that appetizing, but actually they're going to benefit you so much. And if you can get into the habit of snacking on those things, they taste so much better. Like one thing that I find when I've been quote unquote dieting. So when I've been in a, in a bit of a calorie deficit and I've been in a fat loss phase, food tastes so much nicer when you cut down your ultra processed food intake. When you eat more fruit and veg, it tastes more amazing than it's ever tasted before. Um, then Fleur said later in the week, I'm finding that I'm struggling to fit everything in. If I manage a workout on a day off, then I struggle to reach 10K steps. However, I've been doing a minimum of 10 minute stretches, then yoga most days. So that feels really positive. This is amazing. So, um, and a lot of the things that I've picked out this week are really positive things. And there's a common theme between it all is that you are all doing what you can with what you've got, which is exactly where you need to be. So if you can't do 10K steps, don't stress about it. It's the number that I just usually set for people because it's a nice number to aim for. It's really good for basic health, but also it's going to be good for energy expenditure. While I don't want any of you exercising to burn calories, if you can have a bigger step count, your like energy expenditure throughout the day will be bigger and that will help with your results in terms of fat loss. What I like to do is for you guys to have range targets as well though. So if 10K is not realistic for you every day, have a range target of eight to 10K or seven to 10K. Ideally, I want all of you to be doing at least 7K steps a day just for basic health benefits, metabolic health benefits. Um, things like reducing the risk of type two diabetes, for heart health, et cetera, et cetera. 
it's not good to be really sedentary all the time. So if you can aim for 7K steps, base number, that's like your non-negotiable and then optimal is 10K. And if you fall somewhere within that bracket, that's amazing. Um, And it can be difficult sometimes. It is hard. And I know, you know, a lot of you guys in the group work shifts. So it can be really difficult sometimes, particularly if you're working a 12 and a half hour shift, if you're doing that three or four times a week, that's a huge chunk of your week that you don't have so much control over what you're doing with your steps and stuff, right? Because you don't just, you can't just decide to get up and wander off if you're, oh, my light's gone off. You can't, sorry, I'm trying to, no, she's gone, she's gone. Um, You can't just decide to get up and wander off if you're looking after like a woman in labor or your, you know, whatever it is that you do for your job. So you have less control over that. So having these range targets is nice because you will find that actually on the days it's more difficult, take it down to the lower end of the range and you'll you'll get there. Um, and then you won't feel like, oh, I failed or I haven't hit the target that I was supposed to. Um, Nikki said she was the same with steps. Um, I can be out walking for an hour plus and my max steps are only 8K. I wonder if... That might be, I've tried changing my iWatch, but doesn't make a difference. Oh, so if you're, so probably most people will do around a thousand steps every 10 minutes. So an hour would probably about 6K steps. So if you're out for like just over an hour, 8K is probably around the right amount for that. So don't stress about that. That's fine. And if 8K again is what you can manage, that's great. Like that's a good number to aim for. Um... And then Kirsty also, I'm with you on the steps too. I try to aim for 7K now because I could be flat out all day at work when my bum doesn't touch the seat until tea time and still not get to 10K. Um, but we've been walking in Eversham along the river. Um, yeah, so I wanted to pick up on that because again, it's something that, you know, you guys are thinking outside the box a little bit and that's really, really important. You're thinking about what you can do with the time that you've got and how you can get extra bits in where you need to. Um, and again, Chloe, I've been snoozing as I'm on nights, but but I got Pete to drop us further from the swimming pool so to get a little bit of fresh air in across the meadow. And again, like this is amazing, thinking outside the box. Okay, I'm on nights. I don't have loads of time to go out for like a big long walk. I've got to get the kids to their swimming lessons how can I work this so that it's going to benefit me so okay I'll get dropped off further away from the swimming pool so we can walk there amazing um and Kirsty, again I wanted to touch on something else you said that you did a fun a fun in quote marks exercise circuit session at work um with the guys that we support it was all fun until I nearly pass out two minutes in and that was just the gentle warm-up so um and she put some laughing faces so this is like a little bit in jest but what I wanted to say was sometimes when you start things when you start exercises when you start working out for the first time it feels really difficult right and that's okay it's meant to feel difficult it will get easier. The more you do it, the easier it will feel, the more your body will adapt to the stimulus that you're putting on it. 
and you will find that you manage to get further and further through the workout without feeling like you're going to die. So don't let, and I'm sure you haven't, but just like as a side note for all of you, don't let that feeling of fuck, this is really hard, put you off because it's meant to be hard but it's also really fucking good for you. And the more you do it, the easier it will be, the better you'll be at it and the more you'll enjoy it. And I think sometimes we're scared to be shit at things, right? And I uh, I think I did a whole podcast episode on this back in the summer because I was talking about the fact that over the summer, my friends and I got bikes and we decided to start cycling, which was just the best fun. But like on our first few bike rides, we were all crap at riding bikes. We were all shit, but we got better and we rode further and it became more fun and we made like more trips out of it. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to be crap at stuff, particularly as adults, because we feel like we should have it all together. We should be good at all of the stuff that we do. And when we're shit at something, people are going to point and laugh at us. But like, that's just not the case at all. So putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing things that you feel that you're not good at or that you find difficult can be so empowering as and when like you start to get better and you start to feel like you enjoy it more. So that was the other thing I wanted to touch on. And then, yeah, I've got just a couple more. Um, Aggie said, I had a crazy week last week, working far too much, but I think I did quite well. I've lost, I've lost nearly one and a half kilos so far, so something is working, fingers crossed. Um, I haven't done much exercise, but I'm keeping up with my steps, water and calories. I'm feeling well. And she was out for a coffee with her husband and she sent us a really cute photo. Um, but what I wanted to say about this was that, again, in terms of exercise, ideally, I want all of you to be doing some sort of resistance training. It's really fucking good for you. I have done multiple, multiple podcasts about the benefits of resistance training. If any of you aren't sure, I can do another one, but that's not what I'm going to talk about now. So I want all of you ideally to be resistance training. However, for pretty much all of you at the moment, your goal is fat loss. In order to elicit fat loss, you have to be in an energy deficit. And the way that you are going to achieve that is by controlling what's going in rather than thinking about exercise to up the energy output, if that makes sense. So I've already talked about the fact that steps are really important and that's how we can influence our energy output. So yes, steps, but also food, either by tracking your food or mindful eating and thinking about volume foods, portion sizes, using the hand method. So if you use the hand method, you want like a palm sized piece of protein per meal. You want a cut handful of carbohydrates, like starchy carbs. And then as a general rule, like uh, the top of your thumb sized portion of healthy fats. Obviously, it's going to be more than that if you're eating something like an avocado or a piece of salmon. Um, and then two thirds of your plate with fruit, salad, veg. Um, so sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. So yeah, so thinking about what's going in is the most important thing. So even though Aggie's like, oh, I haven't really done much exercise. Actually, what she has been doing is working and she's going in the direction that she wants to go in. Um, 
So don't think of exercise as something that you need to do in order to lose the weight. Think of exercise as something that you're doing for your physical and mental health because it's really fucking good for you. It's going to improve the quality and the longevity of your life. We don't do it for fat loss. So that was just a good example of that. And then... And then lastly, the other message that I was going to touch on again, which goes with the theme of the week, that everyone's just fucking doing it, doing what they can with what they've got, which is what we always want, is Laura saying, last night I hadn't hit my daily steps. I was so tired, but after dinner, I made myself go out and do a mile walk and made up my steps. I went to bed happy. I had completed all my challenges for the day, um, but I had to really kick my own bum to do it. This is amazing because, again, like, thinking outside the box, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, not just settling for, oh, well, I didn't get it done. So yes, there will be days where you won't get things done. And no, I don't ever want you to stress about that. And no, I don't ever want you to beat yourselves up. But there are also days where you probably could push yourselves a bit and be like, okay, actually, like I can go and get another thousand steps. If I'm on 6K steps, actually, I could go out for 10, 20 minutes and I could get that up to seven or 8K. And that will often be the difference in like your results because it's not just about what you're doing physically, but it's about your mindset. If you're pushing yourself that far, you will get to where you want to be because you're really working for it. And it won't always feel like really hard work. Some days it will feel easier. Some weeks it will feel harder. But ultimately, if you push yourself like that, do what you can with what you've got, you will get there. So I just wanted to say to all of you, really, well done on like having an amazing week. Um, yeah, and just get getting shit done. And, you know, it doesn't always feel easy. It's not always going to look perfect, but just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you will get there. So I think that is everything that I was going to touch on for today. Go and have a look at the intention setting resource. Let me know any more questions, drop them in the group. And tomorrow we will do the winner of the challenge. So if you haven't already, send a photo of one of your walks from this week into the group and tomorrow we'll pick a winner. Lots of love and I will see you in the next one. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, please visit my website coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.